morning and welcome to Business Radio X and our new Know Your Local Charity talk show. This show is presented by Minuteman Press of Duluth. We design, print, and promote you. I am your host, Lynn Robinette with the Wishes for Me Foundation, and our show will be spotlighting charities and nonprofit organizations in the Gwinnett area and promoting the great work they do. We have so many awesome nonprofit organizations in our area, and we need you to meet a few today as well as more ongoing. I hope that you will be in touch or will be touched by their mission and their impact to our community so that you will want to get involved. Today we have with us, first of all, Nikki with Minuteman Press. She is the mascot and shop dog. <laughs> she is a small pit bull mixed rescue. And we also have Bruno, the owner of Minuteman Press, as well as Megan with Angels Among Us. Pet Rescue, and Randy with... <laughs> Sorry, Lynn, I couldn't help. <laughs> and, I had to stick my tongue out just to get you rolling there. You did yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we've got Randy Regner. Nick, with, I see Nikki, the dog, doing the same thing. And you exactly. Didn't, you didn't crack up when Nikki did that to you. I know. Right, right. So we, and Randy with the Community Foundation for Northeast, Northeast Georgia. So, Bruno, we wanted to thank you so much for being the underwriter of the show. And you're. Thank you, Bruno. We really appreciate that, mm-hmm. man. Very happy to be here. Yep. Yes. Minuteman Press is very involved with dog rescues in the area. And I wanted to um, let. We want to hear from Bruno and get more information on Bruno. Tell us, how did you get involved with pet rescue and why? Well, first of all, thank you um, for inviting me on the show. I mean, I'm very proud to be on the first show and hopefully there'll be many, many more. I got involved because I'm involved in the community. I mean, I'm involved with pet rescue. I just like to help people and animals. Um, I, uh, I like to uh, give back to the community, contribute as much as I can. Uh, I first got involved in pet rescue uh, when I was um, doing my own thing and, and I saw on Facebook all the animals that needed homes and, and um, it just pulled my heartstrings. So I have reached out to a couple people, friends, people that would pull them, uh, that had their pulling license and I start finding ways to rescue dogs on my own until at one point I had six dogs <laughs> in my backyard. <laughs> Trying, trying to find homes for them. Right. So, um, and your wife put you out there too, right? That's exactly. when it went a little bit too far. Right? That's exactly yeah, it. There is a line. The, the ultimatum. Yeah. So, uh, so I, uh, I, I volunteered for a, a golf tournament that Angels Among Us was holding. Mm-hmm. Um, met uh, Luann, one of the uh, founders, and absolutely loved the story and what they do for, for, uh, to rescue animals. Amazing. And I'm going to, Megan, I'm going to let you talk about that because I know this Thank is your, you. your story. <laughs> However, when I met, when I met Luann and she told me um, how it started, just a couple people rescuing a few dogs and uh, that they, um, they have what, 600 animals right now. And the beauty of it, it's all through fosters, um, no mm-hmm. shelters. Uh, that was just amazing. I figured, why am I trying to do this on my own when there's an organization like Angels Among Us out there doing it? So I've uh, teamed up with Angels. I, uh, I'm a sponsor uh, in a lot of their events. I do um, 
a lot of their printing, any any help I can I can give them, I will. And we appreciate it greatly. So thank you, Bruno. You're welcome. Thank you. Now we have Megan Bowman yes. with Angels Among Us yes. Pet Rescue. She is the development director. Now, we would like to hear more about the success stories that uh, are taking place from the impact that Angels Among Us is having within the area. So please tell us uh, some of your most successful or most interesting stories. Thank you. Well, I think perhaps one of the aspects that I'm the most proud of is that we really have a a very non-traditional business model and we call it, you know, from cage to couch versus cage to cage. We started, as Bruno mentioned, several years ago with two really incredibly passionate women who learned that as many as 300,000 highly adoptable animals um, are put to sleep each and every year in Georgia. And those are just the ones that we're aware of. Um, Not all shelters report euthanasia rates. And so they just made a commitment to one another that they really wanted to try to give a voice to dogs and cats who were stuck in very unfortunate circumstances and really were completely powerless. Um, Over time, that mission to rescue one until there is none uh, really went somewhat viral as social media began to explode. And I would say over the course of the last, you know, five or six years, um, we've become perhaps best known for being the rescue that really not only saves lives, but that targets the dogs and cats who often have the least chance of being pulled either by other rescues or being adopted simply because of severe illness, abuse, neglect, um, expensive surgeries that would be necessary, puppies who are dying from parvo. These are the animals where shelters often would like to help, but simply don't have the resources available to provide the medical attention that they need. Um, And so, you know, the Charlie Brown story of the Charlie Brown Christmas tree, um, we believe every animal, a senior, a puppy, whether they come from abusive or neglectful situations, they all deserve to have a chance to get some emotional and physical and medical balance back. And so we throw everything that we can, um, all the good energy that we can, thanks to all of our amazing fosters to get them the best medical attention that that they need and that they deserve, training if they need it, um, and then allow them to recover in foster homes and get ready for a happily ever after. So we just pulled our 10,000th animal to safety in January. And for an organization that's run by 98% volunteers, I think that's a pretty amazing accomplishment. It's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. What an awesome story, an awesome job. Um, So tell us, how would those listening to the show help Angels Among Us achieve its mission? Well, we are largely foster-based, so um, there's three very impactful ways, I think, that the listeners could make a strong uh, stance in terms of helping us achieve our mission. The first would be to consider opening your home as a foster. Um, We pull the animals to safety. We get them immediately into a vet for a head-to-toe exam, vaccinations, baths, etc., Um, Because we do not have a facility, we are able to reinvest as much of our donor dollars as possible into that medical care. So we rely upon our fosters who are all volunteer 
to really just provide a loving, safe, and nurturing environment um, to animals like Nikki here so that they can become healthy again and our volunteer teams can look for a perfect forever home. So fostering a pet would be an incredible way to save a life. Um, Obviously, considering adopting a rescue animal is a great way that the community can support rescues in general, not just angels. Um, There are so many great purebred, mixed breed, young, old, trained, untrained. I mean, on our website alone, you can search by age, by breed, by, you know, gender. um, And there really is uh, something for everyone. So, by rescuing an animal, you're saving a life. In fact, you're saving more than a life um, because, you know, it allows us to pull that animal to safety and another one that goes in. So adopting would be a second and wonderful way. And then my last um, suggestion would be obviously, you know, the financial opportunity to donate to help save a life. Um, We've worked really hard the last couple of years to get a gold rating from GuideStar. Um, We were chosen as one of America's most trusted nonprofits last year. And um, we make sure that at least 91 cents of every dollar spent goes right into our mission. And any gift that comes in to support an animal only will support that animal. So, you know, we look to individuals, we look to companies, foundations, um, businesses, corporations, all to kind of rally together and give that incredible gift of saving a life. So donating would be my third um, and extremely important suggestion. You brought up a very good point, and I do appreciate it. Um, your website. I yes. did look at your website last <laughs> night. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I had to shut it down pretty fast, or my neighbors would probably dis. Uh, so how many did you adopt? That's the one we wanted to know. <laughs> exactly. How many times you, you clicked on there, Lynn. Yeah, you know? I kept scrolling <laughs> its pages. Uh, it's just amazing. And I've re- I have adopted a couple over the years. Um, awesome, awesome story. I, it, they do pull at your heart and they are family members i don't care what anybody says Mm. my uh dogs have been my children as my children i always say you spoil them more than you do (laughs) me (laughs) and Uh, we wish that every animal could have a home like yours yeah it's that unconditional love yes they and they don't talk back (laughs) (laughs) so megan i got a question yes sir where do you find out about these cats and dogs you know we're you know who calls you or is right. It the police department is it? You know, that's, it must a, come all different ways, it's, right? It's a great question. Um, there are dozens of animal control facilities located throughout the state. Um, we're very happy to report that DeKalb and Fulton were just declared no kill. Wow, um, that's great. So yeah. we certainly, awesome. you know, we do pull a lot from Gwinnett, but it's often the very rural shelters that have next to no resources at all. And I will say we learn about animals there uh, through a couple of different avenues. Um, If an animal is at risk of being euthanized, often volunteers will advocate for those animals and they will reach out to us to ask for help. Uh, Also, the advent of social media not only has revolutionized how rescues are marketing animals and asking for community support, but the shelters are also now really using uh, tools like Facebook to help announce, promote, and network dogs and cats who are at risk of being put to sleep. So through a combination of just personal relationships Mm -hmm. that we've established with those facilities. Uh, We do have a handful of really wonderful um, 
people who are on our polls team who can do behavioral assessments, temperament tests of the animals, um, you know, they are constantly working with a pretty broad network of, of shelters. Uh, and then sometimes we'll just see an animal or it will be shared online with us um, that, you know, is in a pretty dire circumstance. Um, I should have answered more clearly when you asked about some success stories. There's almost too many to mention. Um, I personally had an opportunity to be involved with the poll of um, a dog named Dijon, who was found on the side of the road um, right here in Gwinnett County. Um, and he was pretty much thought to be um, dead at the time that the traffic officers found his body. Uh, they brought him into animal control at first thought he had been hit by a car. They were going to euthanize him because of his injuries. He's a beautiful animal and beautiful spirit. Um, we didn't know if we could save him. We took a leap of faith and hoped that if we wrote his story, the community would, would rally, and they did. And within 10 minutes of our transporter arriving at that shelter, it was extremely obvious to us that this was a dog that had been used as a bait dog as part of a dog fighting ring. Um, fractured yeah. legs, ripped ears, oozing wounds, um, fractured face. It was absolutely horrific. And over the course of, I'm going to say, two months of massive amounts of surgeries and rehabilitations, that animal has become the poster child for everything that we stand for. Um, he was invited to a, a networking event downtown. His his love of humans never wavered. Um, he's such a great ambassador for the breed. You know, he he really is proof of what the combination of a committed foster, an incredible adoptive family, and what community donors can make possible because he could have been one of those 300,000 that was, you know, that was euthanized. But instead, through the magic of, of medicine and good support, he lives a wonderful, happy uh, life where he's adored. And that sort of, you know... He deserved the chance the same way that, that any other animal did. So that's one example. We have many. I mean, we'll pull terminal dogs and, mm -hmm. you know, give them three or four months of just being spoiled rotten. Um, let them pass that rainbow bridge just cloaked in love with the same arms that walked them out of the shelter. And that's something I'm really proud of. That is so uh, awesome of what you guys do. You ob obviously have done such an incredible job rescuing animals. We've just learned that you've pulled over 10,000 animals. Correct. To safety. Yes. January of this year. How exciting is that? It, it's enormously so, exciting. Yeah. So with that, what are your next steps, goals, and objectives? Because this, that's a very large number. It's and, an incredible and, milestone mm -hmm. and such a beautiful representation. I mean, yes, we are a nonprofit. Yes, we are a rescue, but we are the community's rescue. We are merely the liaison. Yes, we pull the dogs and we help fix the dogs, but the people listening to the show are truly the constituents that make those saves possible. So, you know, I would say thank you to the community for giving us the honor and the privilege to make that happen. Um, but moving forward, you know, we have an incredible board and a wonderful group of founders who are looking from a very strategic business perspective at 
you know, where do we want to be in five years? And rescue will always be near and dear to our heart, but that's really only part of the problem. Um, you know, we need stronger legislation within our state to give animals better rights. Um, we need to promote spay and neuter more than we are. Um, so, you know, the largest reasons for why we have so many homeless pets in Georgia stem from just a massive overpopulation problem because, you know, I'm from the Mid-Atlantic and you, you always spay and neuter your pets. That's just not commonplace here. Um, and also just due to, I think, community awareness and education. So moving forward, I think our ultimate goal would be to put ourselves out of business. Um, I don't know if that's achievable in my lifetime, but we're going to focus a lot on educating that next generation about proper pet ownership. We're going to work with the politicians to see if there aren't ways that we can encourage, you know, higher spay neuter percentages, um, try to find funders maybe to get a mobile spay neuter clinic to go out to communities and be able to provide that service at a lower cost. Um, and just, you know, make sure that we're structured in a very smart way because honoring donor intent is so important to me personally and to the organization. And so we want to make sure that we're using all of those generous gifts as wisely as possible, um, not only to save as many as possible, but also to try to reduce this problem for generations in the future. That is awesome. So hopefully we can get some laws changed or added, et cetera. What are some of your upcoming events that you would like to mention to listeners that may want to get involved and support your mission? Love that question. Um, well, interestingly enough, uh, this weekend, we have been invited to participate in uh, a really fun movie premiere. Um, it is called The Rescue Dogs Movie at... Um, the Roswell Movie Tavern, and there's information on that online. It's a great, you know, PG-rated family fun event. We'll have an adoption event there. I think there's two litters of puppies, Jackie told me. And, uh, you know, so that's just a fun way. Anybody who's still home and didn't go away on spring break and looking for something fun to bring the children to, definitely come to that. Um, we're doing our inaugural uh, Fast and the Furriest 5K run. Incoming I on like that name. Yeah. That, wow. <laughs> Fast yeah. and the furious. <laughs> yeah. It is dog friendly. Um, yeah. and you know, reservations are going quickly for that. That it will be on Saturday, June the fourth, um, in up and coming at uh, Fowler Park. So uh, we also have a pretty detailed event schedule up online. Um, we have a documentary that we will be co-presenting later this summer that addresses the pet overpopulation problem. So plans are in the midst for that. Um, and then obviously, we always enjoy our annual benefit um, in February. So that will be here before we know it as well. Of course, always have adoption events. Those are posted on our site, www.angelsrescue.org. Um, and we also have an event tab on our Facebook. So Megan, let me jump in with another question. When you, mm -hmm. you were saying, I think you mentioned that um, you don't have a facility. Not, we do not. So I take it that these dogs are, or cats, mm -hmm. got a cat at home, so just, you know, one up for the cats, right? Yeah, so we rescued, love our cats you know, you know, <laughs> Don't want them to be left out because no. my cat will be mad when I get home. Oh. <laughs> Gizmo, whoop. You didn't mention me on the radio. Oh. Um, but so you guys have some kind of system set up where volunteers, because it sounds like mm -hmm. you're like 
I mean, way volunteer driven mm-hmm. that you find out about these cats or dogs and then a volunteer goes and picks these up and from takes the it from, yeah, takes mm-hmm. it from there. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that how this works? Right. Um, it's called, we affectionately label it the freedom ride. And I will tell you one of my own like foster that. failures. I like that. I have a, a large retriever Newfoundland mix, and um, I didn't understand when I agreed to foster him how abused that animal had been in his prior life. Um, they do know euthanasia day. There's an odor. There's an energy change. Um, the, the dogs and cats, they know. And uh, so the process of freedom for them is extremely uh, visible. And in the case of of my own dog, it took me over an hour of me sitting on my fanny on a dirty concrete floor, trying to establish trust with him, literally doing the crab walk out of the building. And he was so locked down because I think they had 45 on the list that were going to be put to sleep that day. Um, When his toes touched grass Mm -hmm. and when he saw sun, he exhaled. Mm. And their entire demeanor changes. To this day, he is a protector of me. They never, ever forget. So our general protocol Mm -hmm. is once our approvals team has decided that we're going to take an animal into our program, we dispatch a volunteer transporter to that facility where the animal is being held. Um, We have a network of over 40 vets in and around Atlanta because we don't have a facility. They specialize in different things. Mm -hmm. Um, More often than not, we stop uh, on the Freedom Ride for a hamburger or a chicken tender or something um, (laughs) to celebrate Through Dairy Queen, you know. Yep, yep. Awesome. Um, We find something yummy to celebrate there. Don't they have the pet cups at Dairy Queen? Oh, yeah. 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 And usually more often than not, the drive-thru staff is so excited. Um, but they go literally straight from the shelter into a vet. A lot of them are sick. Um, you know, they're flea infested. Sure. They need attention. And they get the absolute best uh, exam, vaccinations, a groom. Once they're medically cleared, and some of them go straight into surgery. I mean, a lot of these are really broken animals like mm-hmm. Dijon was. Um, once they're medically cleared, then the foster gets permission to go and pick up the animal. And I mean, some of these volunteers are just incredible. We work a lot with um, an ER hospital downtown. And, you know, we have one volunteer in particular every weekend. She boils chicken and makes rice and goes down and hand feeds all of our surgical cases down there, um, you know, because she believes in the nourishment factor of that. So it, you know, it rips your heart out when you when you have a sick and broken animal come into your heart, into your heart and your home and you get them well, and then you hand them off um, to a forever home. But with that said, when you see months and even years later, the joy that that animal's brought to another family, and you know that in doing that, you can save another, it's just the most selfless thing in the world. And for me personally, you know, I have three children and a husband and couple of angel dogs myself, um, suffering of any sort, whether it's human or animals, unnecessary and unacceptable. So mm-hmm. it's really an honor for me um, to, to have a chance to align with an organization that shares that desire to do whatever we can to make a difference. I mean, we're the community's charity. Yeah. And we always count on the foster failures, right? Yes. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. We do. So Megan, what a 
you're such an awesome person and just the organization is just wonderful. Um, so you have mentioned, you know, one way uh, the organization is funded by donations. What are some other ways in which the organization is being funded? Uh, the majority of our income currently does come from individual gifts, and most of those are secured through our online presence through Facebook. Um, part of why I'm here is to diversify that and to try to spread our family of funders outside of um, just the individuals. Mm -hmm. So we do have several signature fundraising events each year. Um, we are working on a variety of grants uh, to submit to foundations to help, for example, senior dogs who are in our program. We have a great new uh, volunteer grant writer who's really focused a lot on that. Um, and we're trying very hard. We, we don't have currently a lot of corporate support or business donations. Bruno is really our champion in that area. And I just feel like that's such an opportunity for us moving forward to kind of get out there and, and uh, really share our story with a lot of the companies and small businesses. Um, but right now, I mean, we are funded solely through individual contributions, event proceeds, and we do have uh, obviously adoption fees. Um, and then uh, we do also sell merchandise. So people who want to wear an angel's t-shirt or get a koozie, um, can I go thought you were th talking about you know, like a sweater for the dog or the cat. Yeah. You know? We're <laughs> actually looking. Like, I mean, it is, I mean yeah. it's amazing. You know? We're looking into yeah. that as a matter of fact. Yeah. So yeah. My daughter has two rescue dogs. And, and I mean, those things are dressed out, right? Yeah. I mean, oh boy. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Love it. So how much is the, the budget on an annual basis for you guys? Uh, we started, oh goodness, seven years ago, and we closed last year around three and a half million dollars. Okay, so the annual budget was three and a half million <laughs> to run run it for one year. Yep, for one year. Wow! And we saved about twenty seven hundred animals last okay. year. That's right. dogs and, and you're getting cats. that, you know, driven mainly through individual donations. Right. Which, again, coming from nonprofit management, it, it, it always shocks people, but it is statistically proven, whether it's a rescue or a children's charity, usually 85 to 90 percent of all income does come from individuals. Yeah. Companies and foundations certainly play a huge part in that, and that's an area we're looking to expand into. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, um, it's an incredible level of support, and uh, we just... We cannot say thank you enough to those who are listening and to those who follow us online for all that you do. Right. Megan, wonderful. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. And we're going to have to have you back. Oh, there thank is you. so much that <laughs> thank uh, you. I can now, just... now you know why I get involved. Exactly. Right? Amazing exactly. Amazing. So as y'all have heard, Randy uh, Asking hey, questions. Lynn. Hey, Randy. <laughs> How are you doing over there? I'm doing good, Randy. And <laughs> you are doing good. So Randy is with the Community Foundation of Northeast Georgia. And, you know, we need to understand what is that? What does how does this tie in with our talk show? So tell us more about what is the Community uh, Foundation? Yeah, it's pretty neat because um quick on the community foundation and I'll d dive back into a, a dog story because I was actually working on a dog story this morning, <laughs> believe it, with one of our donors. Um, yeah, so a great connection to walk into the room today. Yes. But the community foundation you know, for Northeast Georgia, there's 
95,000 foundations in America, but less than 1% are community foundations. So only eight or 900 of us in the entire country. Here in uh, Gwinnett County, uh, we're located in Gwinnett, but oversee Northeast Georgia. We've been at, at it for over 30 years now. And through our donors, we have pushed out over $60 million into the nonprofit community. Uh, last year, a record for us. Our donors went a bit crazy uh, and, and pushed out $6.2 million uh, awesome. across the AM. So That's we're great. working in. Fantastic. Yeah, we're working in North Fulton, Forsyth, Gwinnett, but we also get up in the Hall County across uh, over, you know, Athens Way and, and that kind of thing. So we're working with that just in Gwinnett County, you know, depending on which numbers you want to look at, 4,000 nonprofits at work in some form or fashion in, in just in this county, like your nonprofit mm-hmm. that does amazing, you know, work with special needs kids. And I certainly want to hear about, you know, the latest and greatest of what you guys are up to, because you guys are certainly doing some wonderful work on, on that end of the spectrum from, from there. Thank you, Randy. Yeah. But today, this morning, so I'm working with one of our, our donors. We, you know, Donors come to us, they put their funds with us, they invest those into nonprofits, and we show them, we certainly support what they want to do, but then we show them some new things, like we learn about, huh, angels among us, did you even know? Uh, And that opens up a whole new set of donors. So one of our donors that we're working with this morning is, um, supports canine dogs for our police departments. Mm -hmm. And once a year, Kathy and Ed, and I hope they're listening because I told her before I left. So, I, hello, Kathy. <laughs> oh. Kathy and Ed buy a police dog for, you know, Duluth. Right now we're working with Gwinnett County Police Department. And those police dogs are somewhere between ten dollars and $20,000. And they come from Norway and they're specially trained to come into service. And right now Gwinnett County has one. Jack is about to retire after nine years of service to Gwinnett mm. County. Wow. Um, yep. And they're looking to uh, take care of that and support uh, our police department with a new canine dog later on this uh, this year. So it's neat. So we mm-hmm. have certainly a group of donors that love and care about, you know, pets and, and animals. And that's near and dear to their heart. And it's everywhere from the organization that, that uh, works with uh, domestic violence where uh, ladies are taken out of a domestic violence situation and we have a nonprofit that goes in and and rescues the cat or the dog that is left behind mm-hmm. because um, that, and then reunites them uh, with that lady later on in their journey. So it's just amazing what's what's being done and the need that needs to be done. Wow, I didn't, uh, I knew there were a lot of nonprofits in Gwinnett County. I did not realize there were over 4,000. Yeah. But, but you're I, number one, Lynn, that's the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, uh, you rock, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't pay them too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, what, uh, so how do you work with the local nonprofits? Do they reach out to you or do you Look yeah, at- it comes in. It comes in a lot of different, you know, forms and, and formats. They certainly, you know, knock on my door, uh, and my team's door, my volunteers and board, and, and and all of that. So they they come to us that way. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to do four things for the nonprofit community. One, we want them stronger, right? Just like we want our our donor side that we work with stronger, smarter, more educated. We want mm-hmm. to do exactly the same thing for the nonprofit side. So first and foremost, I've been an executive director. Even, you know, either at Habitat, American Cancer Society, the work that I've done for tw- almost 20 years. So 
I get what an executive director is thinking about. Mm -hmm. And first they're thinking about money, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Because they've got to get three and a half million dollars in, right, Megan? Right, you know, right. for those cats I've and the dogs. That. And there's more cats and dogs. So, you know, Bruno, if you'll throw in another five million, we can keep on going. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> right right now. But uh, he didn't say yes to that. I'm sorry, no. Megan. I was trying to I was trying to close the deal for timing, you. But, you know, timing, yeah, timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah, trying. Yeah, keep Wait, trying. He needs to buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, we are, yeah, we 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 all do. But certainly uh, you know, through our foundation, we, you know, push out those, those dollars and they come in two different ways through a grant cycle that we have, uh, from our own personal endowment at the community foundation. And then, uh, a big set of donors that have donor advised funds that can give those dollars at any time. And our job is to be the eyes and ears for them. So that's one thing for the nonprofit. Second is, uh, helping on the staffing side. As Megan understands really well, we're in one of the hottest nonprofit markets in the country. Mm -hmm. A lot of turnover in nonprofit staff across our region. You know, how can we help with that to, to make we sure we get the right person in the right place to slow that turnover down a little bit? Mm -hmm. um, development directors like Megan, average length of stay in the Atlanta market is less than 18 months, right? They are changing rapidly. Um, so we try to help, you know, on, the, on that. And we helped try to connect on the volunteer side for our nonprofits, in particular at the um, board level, where a nonprofit is trying to build a strong, stable board. Um, Megan is nodding her head to that as well because she knows that's the key to, to a lot of the work that she does. If she has a strong, uh, well-connected board, she can move farther and faster um, from, from that. And then finally, uh, the last thing is the education piece that we provide back to our nonprofit community. So mm -hmm. in two weeks, uh, we've already hosted this year a, a session about grant writing uh, for the community. Uh, in a couple of weeks, Megan, and you're invited, and Lynn, you're invited as well. We're Wonderful. hosting our first session for women in philanthropy. Excellent. Yes, because mm. women today, sorry, Bruno, uh, women today can control more assets in America than men. Yeah. They are more educated than men, they more yeah. graduate from high school, college, graduate degrees, and they give more than men. Yeah. And they will be double dippers because they will get their parents' estate and then they will get their husband's estate. So, mm -hmm. and controlling some $30 trillion over the next 30 and years. In most cases, bigger hearts. And bigger hearts. That's true. That's true. That's how you got the six dogs in the backyard. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Bruno, you do have a big heart. Yeah. I, I'm passionate. I just, I love to help people. I love to help animals. I just, that's, it's, it's where my, it's where my heart is for sure. Well, I tell you what, we're about to run out of time again. We need Megan to come back, and, yeah. and Randy is yeah. going to be a regular. He does. No problem. <laughs> Lynn, we didn't even hear about the great work you're up to. Know. You well, know? that's for but, another but, day. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Lynn, I, Lynn, I got to say, this is a great idea. When I heard, first heard about this show, I think it's the best thing mm -hmm. um, to let people know about all the nonprofits out there. And, and I'm going to open it up to everyone else, small companies, large corporation. Just open your wallet and give, you know, pay it back uh, to the community, pay it back to people in need. Yeah. yeah. And as a mom, not just as a professional, and I was smiling because most of my career, I, I was an executive director, but development's more where my passion lies Bless and you. i've made it Bless past you. 18 months and hope to be there even <laughs> longer but i would i would right. close just by saying you know i i do have three young children and and um they you know they are they are my sunshine and so i try to set an example for them and i would urge everyone listening there's a quote that says find a need and fill it so whether you know it's it's an animal rescue group or a 
children's group trying to find a cure for cancer or special needs children or I mean, there's just so many extraordinary opportunities for uh, listeners to please, you know, give back, set an example for our next generation. And, you know, your body dies with you, your legacy lives on. So there's no shortage of opportunity to really make a lasting impact. Awesome. Okay. One more time. Give us your website. Sure. And Facebook. Okay. Uh, Angels Among Us Pet Rescue. It's www.angelsrescue.org. Again, www.angelsrescue.org. And our Facebook is facebook.com forward slash angels rescue. Megan, thank you so much. Randy, thank you. You're welcome, Lynn. Thank you. And thank you, most of all, Bruno, for thank being the underwriter. Yes. Thank you. And, and Nikki. 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 Oh, we could not have had the yeah. show without Nikki. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Nikki went to sleep, so I don't know how good the show was. We woke her up. Oh, <laughs> she's been such a good guest. She is a beautiful mm-hmm. dog with her, with her Minuteman press and sweater will they, will, on. You have pictures of her on your website, I hope, for the viewers. Yeah under uh she is on the minuteman awesome. press yeah. website give us the minuteman press website sure minuteman press website is a triple w dot duluth dash ga dot minuteman press.com and you can also uh, if you want to see nikki she's on the uh, uh profile page of minuteman press she's wearing her her uniform i love it awesome thank you everyone thank you, thank you. and i look forward to future talk shows. Excellent. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you, Radio X.